Hey, this is Ross Payton with Roleplaying Bubble Radio. Uh, this is Game Designers Workshop. We're doing a special episode with a uh, special gl- uh, guest, uh, Adam Scott Glancy and Will Shar of uh, All Roads Tavern, uh, the podcast. Uh, did I get that right? That's correct. All right. Uh, and Will recently uh, wrote a Delta Green fan scenario uh, that won a contest at the uh, Night at the Opera subreddit, uh, and which is sort of a live Delta Green uh campaign slash playing group uh and it's an interesting scenario called a soft white dam which we will have in the show notes uh and so for this episode of game designers workshop i thought we would uh i i of course agreed as uh to critique the winning scenario and why not two birds with one stones not just critique it but you know turn it into a podcast episode because you know gotta keep feeding the beast of the podcast audience uh (laughs) yeah they 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 do have their they do make their demands, don't they? <laughs> yep, they keep wanting to listening to this stuff. So, um, so Will, why don't you go ahead and start and kind of introduce, uh, give us a little more background on the contest itself and you writing the scenario. Um, like, did you have any constraints with it? And then just kind of the, the sort of summary of what the scenario is about. Uh, yeah, so um, the scenario contest uh, was basically uh, developed by a group of people they decided to do another contest after uh, the shotgun uh, scenario contest was over, and they decided to put this around the time they started uh, the the first anniversary of the Reddit page and Discord server, mm-hmm. uh, Discord channel that they made, um, Night at the Opera. And, uh, yeah, it was basically, they didn't really have, uh, they wanted basically a, kind of an open, a more open, more, uh, uh, a lot more open, technical rules Mm -hmm. uh as far as writing uh but they uh assembled a group of themes and so uh we had about from basically december to march to write a game Mm -hmm. and then we also had to play test the game at least once uh and and have it submitted and and submit it and that was one of the things Uh, the only people that were allowed to vote uh, for it were players and um, uh, people who uh, were players uh, who played in any of the games mm-hmm. and uh, people who ran games. And I think, no, wait, yeah, Kevin Ham wasn't in blue. I don't think, I don't know if he voted. I know he ran the contest, so I don't think he voted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the, that was the, that was kind of the only technical constraint. Okay. Um, uh, Scott, you were saying something? Mm-hmm. No, just that getting people to play test that's sometimes that's that therein lies the rub. Yeah, uh, getting together a group with the group of people fast enough. Well, I think a lot of uh, these were done th- uh, online through Discord or other voice chat. Uh, uh, even so, yeah, that's even true. So. Scheduling it helps that you have the you know the globe to pick from as long as they can be there you know Central Standard Time or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a good point. Um, so, well, so you you did or did not have themes you had to incorporate in the scenario? Yeah, that was what I was going to mention next. So the yeah. the so the basic contest rules were there was no length restriction, mm-hmm. so it could be as long as you want, as short as you want. However, the scenarios had to contain a minimum of three themes. You could have more than that, but you needed three themes. And the themes were, I'll read them off to you guys, mm-hmm. architecture that would make M.C. Escher proud, <laughs> a, a deal too good to be true, mm-hmm. I am so smart, I'll live forever, <laughs> intrusive dreams, paranormal reality TV show, mm-hmm. privately owned military installations, Mm-hmm. A terrorist attack 
unorthodox green boxes, and the weather. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can guess, obviously, for this scenario, the weather was certainly one of them. Um, yes. And intrusive dreams. Uh, yes. What was the third theme that you chose? Uh, well, there were two themes that, that really worked because uh, they kind of melded together. There was a deal too good to be true. Okay. And I'm so smart, I'll live forever. Both of those kind of re- refer to the what the cultists are up to and what they're doing. Okay. Um, well, while they're not necessarily... It's not specifically... I'm so smart. I figured out a way to live forever. Um, it kind of works. Uh, it, it they basically they they they're too clever for their own good was sort of what I took from that. So okay, um, I got it. So why don't you tell us a little? Uh, give us sort of an overview of a uh, soft white dam. Okay. So uh, let's see. Uh, let me put my thinking cap on here to remember my uh, good. I had a great elevator pitch describing it uh, a few days ago. Let me let me try here. So it is a Hmm. How did uh, I put it? I would say it is a a cult hunting Delta Green game that takes you on a nightmarish tour of Minnesota Lovecraft country. That's my elevator pitch. All right. Uh, uh, I think the, you... Well, yeah, please go ahead. Oh, no. What? Um... I think I mean you certainly got you uh, involving the weather and Minnesota in December or the winter. Uh, well, mm-hmm. what other time of year is there in Minnesota? There's the summer. It gets blistering hot. Yeah, though. but who cares? I mean, <laughs> that's right. true. It's so nice. None of us really care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you want is the time of year that'll kill you. Yeah. And the time of year that'll kill you is winter. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fair. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting operation. Um, my single thing that I like the most about the thing that I would, uh, the thing when I read a lot of scenarios, I sometimes I like, well, I don't, maybe not going to run this as written, but there's certainly, I'm going to steal that. Um, and for me, that would be the cultivators, um, which is an interesting cult, um, that basically kidnaps people, um, through human trafficking systems, so people who won't be missed. Uh, and then they feed them uh, this fruit. Uh, and I believe they got that from the Dreamlands. Um, I don't remember. I can't. Uh, so. I, no, I, I never really revealed where they got it. Like, I, I'm not a. I'm not like a details. I need to tell the origin of everything. Cause mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, for a I figured that, scenario, yeah. 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 yeah, and I figure the GM is going to figure that stuff out anyways. But uh, uh, but they um, feed the victims this fruit that puts them in a coma, and then the, the person eventually becomes sort of a, a, an incubator for uh, more vines or more... more ch- they, they, they reminded me of, like, uh, flower beds. Yeah, flower like beds. garden beds. Yeah, like there, yes, garden yes bed. exactly. Um, That's exactly what they and are. And then the cult uh, nibbles at it. Uh, or eats it, you know, consumes it to get high, essentially, uh, and mm-hmm. have crazy dreamlands, fucked up dreams. Um, and I'm not sure what the difference. Is. Like, I guess how um, could you remind me how they keep they use the victims as the flower beds, but they don't become flower beds themselves. Uh, do they have to implant the seeds or something like that, or uh, is that um, yeah. yeah, they essentially um, I I, I you know, when I first wrote it, like I didn't have like the the exact um, mm-hmm. um, the exact process, but I've actually been working on more of like more with this 
group. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the 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 people that they get there, they basically um, douse them with the pollen oh, uh, okay, of the plant, yeah. and yeah. Uh, or they make them ingest it, and it takes root and it starts to grow okay. and change. And, so it's a pollen and, and that turns people in flower beds, not necessarily. Yeah, and then they eat the fruit, and the fruit is basically like it's you know it's the magic stuff yeah. uh, that gives them all the stuff. So it 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 flowers, and then the fr- and just like a regular you know, fruit tree, the flowers turn into this sort of weird, uh, it kind of looks like the, I des- I describe it, uh, as, um, pomegranate seeds. Mm-hmm. I mean, qu- pretty, uh, apropos, uh, for this kind yeah. of thing. Um, exactly. so yeah, this, like this, that alone, I'm probably going to work into a scenario at some point, um, is a really good idea for a nasty cult. Um, the fact that they, they, all they want to do is essentially get high, uh, is, I mean, kind of refreshing for villains, uh, in in the sense that they're, they're yeah, they're there, there's no death ray, there's yeah. no volcano base, there's no um, uh, master plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're mm-hmm. in fact they're they're kind of pathetically in stasis, just you yes, know, mm-hmm. circling the drain but never quite going down. Yeah, um, uh, and their 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 big achievement is to you know destroy people in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, no. and, and, it doesn't, fact, and it makes them quite easy to hide. They can be, they, you could, I could see these people uh, popping up almost anywhere. Uh, that's mm-hmm. out of the way. So they're really good, like cockroaches in that sense. Uh, <laughs> uh so that was uh, the, the first thing that I, I, I think of when I think of this scenario. So Scott. Oh, um, uh, certainly the thing that got me most interested, uh, invested in it was the setting. Um, the, uh, the lake, the frozen lake, the car on the lake, the um, uh, the sort of corn king-like rituals that uh, ensure that this town doesn't dry up and blow away like uh, so many towns in the Midwest, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota counts as the Midwest, doesn't it? Yes, it is. Um, but um, very much so. Uh, the setting uh, was was uh, very interesting to me. Your critique of this sort of Minnesota polite, you know, and mm-hmm. the section on sort of phrases you will hear in Minnesota and what they actually mean. Um, <laughs> much like down in the South when someone says, well, bless his heart, uh, really means uh, that does not mean bless his no, heart. No, yeah, right? it, it, yeah. yeah. It's quite the opposite as I understand it. Yes, it's it's it it, it 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 may be just sort of an exasperated sort of you know sort of like we can't expect anything better from Bobby you know like that, that's that's as good as it's going to get with Bobby don't mm-hmm. expect it to get any better um, but it has a wide range of of applications so the the setting uh, for me was interesting and your references to sort of this. <laughs> um, you know, Lake Wobegon style, which is you know even more hilarious now that Garrison Keillor has has uh, been sideswiped by the Me Too movement. Yes, um, uh, all of his folksy folksiness of folks did folksdom has sort of careened off the rails um, now that it's now that he's yeah uh, it's all... it's driven it's driven out onto the lake and the ice cracked and now it's sinking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So. Um, that you know that that worked for me. Uh, anything that's a, sort of a uh, well, I'm always happy with things that are just sort of little cracks in mm-hmm. in the civility uh, of very civil places. 
um, which are usually not that civil uh, mm -hmm. the moment you start scratching. Uh, that was very good. Um, uh, so I liked that very much. I liked the the setting for it. Um, Excellent. I also liked the, 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 as much as Ross liked the Cultivators, I was very, very happy with the God of the Lake because the mm -hmm. God of the Lake um, was small fry, small time, allegedly. If you go and look his stats up in the, you know, Delta Green book or the sixth edition Call of Cthulhu or whatever, you know, uh, most players would scoff at this. Oh, we can totally take care of this. But I don't remember the creature from the Black Lagoon being all that easy to take care of back in 1956 or whatever when it came out. Um, you know, I remember them dropping poison and uh, uh, dynamite and everything else in the uh, in the Black Lagoon and missing completely, you know. And this guy's got the bonus of having a frozen lake on top of it, you know. Um, the 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 idea of this is one thing in the lake he's supposedly really easy to get rid of and yet um if you play it as an intelligent creature um who understands what the monkeys are all about because he used to be a monkey himself even if it was however many decades ago um you start playing on his home turf on his lake on his frozen ice you know that he uh, knows how to use to his advantage. Um, suddenly that guy gets to be fucking deadly. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and uh, the, the idea of not just pulling something, somebody under the water, but pulling somebody through the ice mm -hmm. where, you know, good luck finding the hole again, you know, as you bounce <laughs> up to the surface, um, that all worked out. I mean, that, that really intrigued me on the grounds that again, um, I like the idea of, and again, just for those who haven't who haven't read the scenario, yet, the God of the Lake is um, is a single deep one, single deep. One. Yeah, um, that's all. They're more, it's immortal because well, that's what they are. And um, for whatever reasons, you know, what it does at the bottom of the lake, well, you don't know, you know, because you're not going to the bottom of the scenario. But uh, it has a deal with the, some of the locals, a different group of locals. Um, Whatever it does, it it uh, takes sacrifices and somehow through whatever its non-Euclidean magic is able to keep the town from from going belly belly up for whatever reason. Um, and it's not it's not defined, but you know that's fine. It doesn't need to be. Um, uh, but I like the idea that it's just one critter, mm -hmm. just one critter. And uh, anytime you have an opportunity in this game to take a single critter and make it super deadly not because you um not because you uh turned its stats up to 11 you know or added invulnerability to terrestrial weapons if you just let it be smart and just let it use its environment and give it an interesting and problematic environment to begin um they're they're super deadly they're absolutely they will get the player characters biting their nails i mean this yeah. frozen this frozen lake is the worst of all possible worlds. Yeah, you can walk out on it if you really want to. Um, but that just is one more way you can be, you know, undermined and jerked through the ice, you know. Mm -hmm. Um it's uh it's almost worse than if it was un I mean it's, to me it's worse than if it was unfrozen. Because unfrozen you get in a boat. In fact, you get in a boat big enough so that the critter would have a hard time you know, undermining you or something. If it's not mm -hmm. like you're in a canoe, yeah. you can get into a, a really good sized lake boat. 
and and be you know uh, relatively safe. Uh, this thing, there's nothing you can drive out in the lake that's going to be safe, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no car. I mean, uh, I don't. Last time I checked, Delta Green didn't come with hovercraft. You know. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, I'm sure somebody will yeah. ask. Not, is, not is a there... lot of hovercraft uh, hanging around in Minnesota either. Yeah. Exactly. And so you know. Your, your your actual your ability to get around the lake is actually limited by the fact that it's frozen. I mean, how are you going to find this thing? How are you going to, you know, you, you can't ping it like a fish school from a boat because you just can't do that, you know? Oh, you're going to mm-hmm. go knock a hole in the ice and stand there and lower a boom mic through or something and try and uh, hit it with active sonar or drive, you know, that's fine. Except, you know, you're standing on top of frozen ice. Yeah, <laughs> that's not good, even without a deep one possible deep one sorcerer, you know, living at the bottom yeah. of the lake. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb and suggest that he is gonna fuck your shit up. Um, so I I really like the um, the other god in this very much, although um, in some ways that god could almost be disposed of in the story or be a completely separate story. Um, because yeah. the lines between the two cults do not, they're not as intertwined as maybe they could be. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. They both have the thing where they're getting, uh, people from the, the human traffic. They're both d- 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 dipping into the traffickers thing. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. my, one of my thoughts on this was, um, uh, the trafficker, you know, the traffickers come off as your standard gangsters and, and, um, there's always the possibility that, um, you know, if you wanted to make this, you know, one way to make this even more horrible is to, to me, it would be to eliminate the sort of the trafficker idea and just have it be, you know, part of the ongoing debate about illegal immigrants, mm-hmm. you know, where um, there are people who will put you in touch with farm. I mean, this is Minnesota, so I'm assuming there's a lot of it's all farm country out here. Yeah, it's a lot, certain, a lot of fun. In certain seasons, there's going to be a bunch of guys arriving by bus who are going to pick all the fruit and pick all the vegetables, and then they leave, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll mm-hmm. be um, they'll be they'll be sent away at the end of the season, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, the idea that these people all show up and maybe you know it's this unspoken secret in the community is like, yeah, everyone blah 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 build a wall, but who's going to pick the fruit? So, you know, even the sheriff doesn't give anyone a hard time about bringing in um uh illegal labor in the summer or uh, i guess fall is harvest time so maybe you know 500 guys arrive but maybe 498 leave or yeah. whatever it is that's mm-hmm. that is needed to pull off uh whichever rituals are being powered whether it's the cultivators or it's the um or it's the uh uh uh, uh the the two the the two Norwegians. Yeah. 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 No, that's really that's really good. Actually, that way the whole community is involved with this crime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of the use, and that will also uh, give the yeah. sheriff a real. Oh, reason that's really good. That'll give the sheriff a real reason to run off the feds because he's an elected official, right? He's just he's he's he knows all these farmers by first name, and you know his job is to make sure is to is to be you know to to ensure that their farms uh have the labor that you know uh can keep them afloat you know and um that way you know the idea and, and maybe maybe the norwegians because maybe you know whichever one it was Sven or Oli, um 
happens to be an immigration law. You know. Oh yeah. Well, I I imagined one of them as an uh, like I, I might mention yeah one of them is a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that totally so, makes sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, so the, the idea. Oh, yeah. uh, now the the cool thing about this is that that I would suggest is that um, it not only does it get the whole community involved, but it also makes the sheriff you know very complicit mm -hmm. in actual crimes, the kind of things that maybe they depending on. You know, I don't know how hairy the situation gets. Is the sheriff going to, he's going to cover up the crimes maybe, but maybe he gets in so deep that now it's time to put some agents through the ice, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But um, uh, one of the things I would also consider, at the part, uh, you know, sort of um, part of this is that, okay, you have an entire community with a secret, okay? And mm -hmm. it's not going to take much to convince your average players that it's Innsmouth. It's fucking Innsmouth. We have to burn it all down. We have to kill everyone. You know, we need a we need an arc light strike right here in the middle of Minnesota. Players could go off the deep end, you mm -hmm. know, imagining just how big this thing is. And yeah, sure, it's a you know what do you call it? It's a, a there's a town secret, mm -hmm. but they could imagine that you know everybody's in on the sacrifices, everyone's in on the the other stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and they could way they 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 could. Over very that. easily go off the deep end you know um yeah that's interesting i like um, that but you know that way you've got uh, a mundane secret to keep away the mm -hmm. uh the the occult secret it's kind of like um you know uh philby burgess mclean blunt uh the cambridge spy ring while they're all mm -hmm. gay men living these closeted lives so that's one level of secret you got to get past that but we get down to the part with oh wait they're also soviet agents you know so you don't know um, so, what, yeah. So they act suspicious, but you don't know. It, the players don't ne necessarily realize there's two things that they're suspicious of. You know that they're yeah. acting, yeah. And it could be, oh yeah, just for this mundane crime, which the players don't care mm -hmm. about, or this really bad occult crime that they are, you know, wanting to kill. Yeah. Uh, so your setting, your small town, uh, the winter, mm -hmm. um, and I've never lived in, um, is it Minnesota? Yeah. I've never lived up there at all. I lived. I wintered in Wisconsin in Milwaukee one year, and it was pretty shocking to a guy from Florida and Louisiana. Yeah, um, but um, that was a big city. Um, the way that communities kind of go into hibernation—I mean, do they go into? I mean, what was it like? Did you live up there yourself, or? Um, well, I live. I live in the Twin Cities right now. I grew up in a small town in Iowa, mm -hmm. um, which, uh, like, pretty much. Yeah, Iowa county. doesn't know anything about snow, right? I mean, there's no yeah. snow in Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Um, when actually the, the car thing, um, like, that's inspired partly by real life. Like, uh, the mm -hmm. town north of us has a raffle car. They put it out on the ice, and when it cracks and the car goes into the water, someone gets a prize, and everyone's like, oh, it's ice out. Time to put your boats out now. Um mm. It's just, it's just ridiculous, but, uh, you know, it's just this weird tradition that these little towns all over the place have, mm. and, uh, and I find it really charming and interesting, and uh, if you've read American Gods, mm -hmm. there's a whole subplot with that, and that was kind of yeah. the seed of, this, of okay. this story, of this game. Yeah, American uh, yeah. Gods has got a lot of weird towns with uh, Corn King esque sacrificial rituals. Uh, yes, that's sort of a running theme in the book. Um, 
I think uh, no. I uh, those are really good points, Scott. Uh, in terms of like the the in using the weather and the environment uh, and the singular villain. Um, I I do think. Um, but we, as we're talking about the car, um, I kind of felt that the the initial hook, which was like essentially it's a photo of the car, right, with an occult symbol that's not really specified, and that's what uh, it's in the car, and so like. I felt like that's kind of that was kind of a weak lead for it. Uh, either yeah, it is. So, yeah, um, I felt uh, well, so. You, we could we you re- know you're in, you know you're in the shit yeah. when our NPC canary explodes, right? Yeah. I mean that's when you know you're in the shit is when the uh, the NPC explodes. Yeah. Um, uh, my thought would be to make the hook the exploding NPC. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the problem with that is it limits the damage and it means you might have to get, you might have to get a secondary exposure to the problem on the players, but I don't really think you're going to have to do that too much. Um, I mean, I'm imagining players who are going to be like, I put on my bio warf before <laughs> I, you know, touch the thing. Um, that's fine, but that's not a perfect defense. If you're, keepers on his toes mm-hmm. i think that there's there's certainly there's ways to introduce the dreaming material into the players in a couple of other ways i mean not just if you can expose okay here here try this on for size um maybe you go and there's a the friendly goes to delta green he's having the bad dreams he's been exposed to the pollen and he um explodes all over some delta green contact he goes to as he leaves the team, you know or somehow um uh bring you know gets contact with one person and the players are brought in because now somebody further up the food chain is the intermediary um and says yeah an old friendly that i was in contact you know exploded so we need to you know come in here and clean this up and and take care of this but just the process of cleaning it up exposes you to the pollen. Mm-hmm. Just the process of, of recovering the car oh. puts you in. Plus, um, you get the opportunity of having that Delta Green person who, you know, was originally contacted, uh, who's your clue vector and maybe your organizer. You get the opportunity of seeing him go downhill first. Mm-hmm. Thus giving oh, them yeah. what their time limit is. Now they've got this guy falling apart in front of them, and they're like, you know, once they start suffering the same, you know, you don't really have an idea of the time limit when the guy blows up on you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, but if you get this other person who's now been exposed at this point, and, you know, suddenly he starts having problems, um, now the players know, well, how do we know, how do we know we're not exposed? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe they know they all, it's, it's like, well, have you had any strange dreams? And nobody wants to say, yes, you should totally put me in a big Ziploc baggie away from the rest of the agents. <laughs> you know, um, uh, no one wants to do that. Everyone wants to go, everyone's going to want to push on mm-hmm. rather than, you know, die exploding inside the, uh, inside a, uh, a level four containment, um, facility. Um, they're going to want to push on. And, you know, so I, I, uh, that way, you know, because once the guy explodes, I mean, it's on, it's on like Donkey Kong and, um, uh, having had one guy go out, take a pass at, you know, 
occult symbol, you know, mm-hmm. and just to check it out. And his contact explodes. Now, okay, now it's time to, to, to fire a flare and get another team in and get them in fast mm-hmm. um, because there's not a lot of information. There's not a lot of prep time at the beginning of the scenario. And so part of me thinks they should be scrambled. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's, um, this that is this one of the, uh, yeah, and that is one of the, the points of the scenario. Yeah. Getting it, it, starting it with, starting it with a bang and making them scramble for answers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, although that one thing happens off stage, you are sitting there waiting for a countdown on this other guy to see if he's going to explode, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, whether the players, uh, and and that can lead to all kinds of problems. Like maybe you know he th- he thinks they're going to put him down um, rather than have him explode. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they think maybe as he's his mental faculties disintegrate. You know, you've got a loose cannon on your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to overload the scenario with, with with too many other levels, but um, uh, dumping a group of player characters, say four people, out who come out to that cabin to visit the private detective character friendly that's a huge reaction to i just saw some graffiti scribbled yeah that was my my thought too is like why would they i mean it because it's also i mean if you if you if it's specified like this is yeah the one symbol of doom like you know it's it's yeah um yeah let's be yeah no i i like this yeah this is good uh i have another a couple uh, another things would be to rework the scenario uh a little bit to where it's either the vector, the, the initial hook is either uh, the human traffickers or the illegal immigration angle um, as being what draws them in there is that people are going missing in there. Uh, and maybe there's or no somebody who's or, or somebody turns up, yeah. some illegal turns up um, and he's a, and they get an immigration detainer mm-hmm. in one of those private prisons that often end up holding illegals and he blows up in there. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, suddenly um, he, he explodes in the in the jail and got I don't know however many poor bastards were in his pod have mm-hmm. possibly been exposed to it. You know, yeah, um, because he got away. Yeah, uh, before the shitty cultists could uh, shitty uh, cultivators mm-hmm. could plant him or something went wrong. They, yeah, a sedative wore off, and they and the, yeah. everyone was too drugged up to realize it. So he just walked away in the snow, yeah. and then was picked up by state police who were not in on the conspiracy. No, uh, exactly. Um, or you know, there's any number of ways that can work in our, you know. Uh, but that's certainly yeah, a guy explode. And then of course you, immigration detainers or federal custody. So hooray, you've got your federal angle mm-hmm. green involved. Yeah. So and, like uh, that would flag Delta Green is yeah someone sprouting flowers on their corpse. Uh, even funnier to me is the idea that the players go in disguised as INS agents. Yeah. INS agents are ice right now. This is gone. But ICE agents right now are not very popular. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The anyway. That, the, the, I mean, you keep hearing stories about them jerking farm work out of people's barns and things, you know, bagging them off. Um, so you're going to have the situation where the players go in with that covered. They're going to meet with a lot of hostility. Yeah. And the question is, are they cultist hostility or are they just, you know, they watch MSNBC or something, you know, what's, Mm -hmm. where's the hostility coming? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they don't, yeah. And going in, they don't know the difference. That's cool. I like that. 
uh, possible angle would be instead of like being an official Delta Green operation, this could be sort of like uh, say an, an initiation or some sort of investigation by victims advocates or uh, a nonprofit that's investigating human trafficking or you know and they or like they realize oh god all these undocumented workers are like disappearing around this town in Minnesota. Let's go in there and find out. So they're just journalists or you know uh, something like that, and then they find out about it. And you could either have the players be these people who are unarmed and have no federal con- credentials for an additional layer of fun, or have some of them be that. And then, like, one player is the FBI agent who is Delta Green, and the, the program tells him, oh, they're already investigated. Well, great. Those are great cat's paws. Use the hell out of them and, you know, use them to see where the monsters are. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't tell them anything, of course. Uh, just see how they die. And, well, that's useful. <laughs> Um, yeah. So that that could be another angle to it, or of course the 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 journalists become the the replace the detective in this role, where there's just you know two or three low paid journalists who uh, were trying to get a scoop on you know some town disappearing a bunch of uh, uh, people, and then like they explode in their hotel room or something like that. Um, yeah. So uh, I I I uh, I do like the idea of some sort of. Uh... There's some appeal, you know, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, some sort of immigration rights activist. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, uh, part of me likes, oh god, it's so awful. The idea that the cultists, that is to say, Sven and Oli are immigration rights activists, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that this town is a bunch of people who are like, you know, if you got a strong back, we can use you. They're this kind of. Mm-hmm. Down to earth attitude about they you know could care less about your legal status, um, uh, and you know meanwhile the players have to come in and they're sort of you know stomping around like ice stormtroopers you know yeah. looking for <laughs> looking for you know <laughs> I don't mean to say you know they're going door to door saying you but it smells mm-hmm. like that and people get you know the idea that suddenly the people who are protecting the immigrants might be the bad guy. Um, oh yeah! A long time, a long time ago, John Crow ran a scenario where it was the 1850s in Kansas or in, and Missouri, and it was the Underground Railroad, and some horrible Cthulhu cultists or some mythos cultists had joined the Underground Railroad so that escaped oh, slaves God. would check in, and because it's all illegal, because it's a violation of the slave act, mm-hmm. you couldn't go to the authority, right? Uh, and they just kept uh, they just kept taking uh, you know fugitive slaves and one and disappear and go you know to feed their god and yeah. uh, while they're while they're masquerading as masquerading uh, Christians, what? masquerading as a community of devout Christians. Ah, yeah. I mean, we solved that problem by going to Missouri and pointing out that this town was part of the Underground Railroad and was helping slaves escape and was dirty abolitionists, you know who. Who, who think them their niggers is as good as white men. And we got the Missouri border ruffians who are the proto clan, the guys who fought in bleeding Kansas and burned newspaper uh, presses and attacked abolitionists. We got them all riled up to go attack the cult. And then we just didn't get in the We just stepped wow. out of the way and let the racists fight the cultists. And Wow. Uh, <laughs> I, you know... Give me just get some popcorn and sit off on the edge of town. Let that shit turn out however it's gonna turn out, you yeah. know. Um that was excruciating. 
that was an excruciating experience where you're going to use something as awful as the Missouri border ruffians and the pro-slavery movement to get your heavy lifting done in a call Cthulhu scenario. But they were the armed, violent maniacs that were available, right? Um, we couldn't go to the cops or whatever. And so anyways, when I, I, I think about this scenario, if you played up the illegal immigrant uh, angle uh, and the town's sort of location as a, or, or, or mm-hmm. I don't want to exactly say a sanctuary city, you know, but there are a community that understands that, you know, you have to have, yeah, you, know, you have, to have, have to have these guys to, to, to make this, these, these seasonal yeah. farm workers to make this thing, make the, the their family farms a going concern. Um, the idea that your best allies might be the guys who are all, them, them, you know, Guatemalans come up here and take jobs away from real America. You know, that might be the guys you're getting the best intel from or yeah. best coordinate co- cooperation from. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. That's that's going to make players uncomfortable. And it's a horror game. So making them uncomfortable is sort of the <laughs> part of the whole thing. So I'm just throwing that out as another way to, 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 mm-hmm. to, to make things mm-hmm. not as cut and dried as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, welcome to Delta Green. Yeah. <laughs> One thing could um, also be um, now. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing anything because um, there's two groups. There, there's the cultivators and then the Norwegian. I mean, it's not really mm-hmm. a call because it's just two people. Um, but the uh, so this that whole thing that you were talking about, Scott, could be worked into as the Norwegians, since one of them is a lawyer, manipulating the Delta Green agents, the journalists, the detectives, whoever, to go against the cultivators. <laughs> uh, is it like, yeah do you have something like that in in will do do, do the two groups know of each other uh yes okay they uh like they have a um oh they have an unspoken uh agreement like mm-hmm. the the norwegians they get one person they basically get one tribute from them and they pay them for that and okay, they right. basically yeah and they basically have they basically set this whole situation up um, the whole raffle is basically like this secret hush money d- was so the original with it being like from them getting these people from human traffickers, the, 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 basically the raffle money mm-hmm. or that goes to at least the part that goes to a charity, that money is being laundered to pay for, um, to pay the human traffickers. Okay. So there could by, be, by the way, the, the, the lottery room, I, I mean, I got a, a real dose of Shirley Jackson off the the car lottery the ice cracking car lottery as a Mm -hmm. uh, you familiar with the lottery from shirley jackson Mm -hmm. um i'm not i'm not familiar it's a short story okay it's an amazing short story about this lottery being run in a small town and it's like the mayor's there and the uh was it the the postmaster for the town is there yeah they have this thing where they you don't know what the lottery is for, but it's like, okay, they're going to draw the name of a family. Oh, wait. I think I've, I remember reading this ages ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Once the, and then they took how many people in the family. And Wait a minute. I got a daughter. She should be in the second. Well, she married, uh, you know, Billy Crudlow, and he's in the Crudlow family, and that's not your family. She's not in your family anymore. Well, we're supposed to have six, not five. And it's getting weirdly panicky until finally when the mother is selected, you know, She's stoned to death by the entire community as a as a ritual sacrifice for um, yeah 
for their prosperity, for the mm-hmm. continued mm-hmm. fertility of the town. And so I definitely got that feeling off of uh, off of the uh, uh, the car lottery. Um, one thing that you know, if we're if you eliminate the the Russian traffickers and make this about you know just bringing in people into the community, yeah, you might have a situation where Svenanoli decided that these other cultists are too high profile. Yeah, yeah, they're taking too many people. They're not contributing to the community like the idea that Sven and Oli are all about we want our town to survive and we want our town to be a a good place where a man can raise a family you know um you know uh and all it takes is occasionally dropping some poor bastard through the ice but you know um you got to make sacrifices you can't make an omelet that kind of nonsense maybe some mm-hmm. of this is uh, you know maybe the ways to, to to spin this is um once the agents turn up um Maybe Sven and Ole are like, well, this is it, man. It's those dirty cultivators once again through their bullshit bringing yeah. too much attention. And so suddenly you've got these helpful, you know, um, quaint, uh, rustic, you know, gay couple who are going to be just all kinds of helpful and maybe even weirdly brave because we're this cult. So brave's not yeah. hard. Right? Um, and I help like you get rid of the yeah. cultivators, and if you walk away from it thinking that you succeeded, you know, maybe you didn't. Mm-hmm. That you know, that mm-hmm. there's still you've left this other evil behind in town. Um, okay. The idea of Sven and Oli being super helpful, some federal agents show up and start, yeah, looking around and and uh, for the cultivators, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they can even you know hide behind, the, they can even hide behind the. You just don't understand, fellas, about, you know, just, we need the, we need the labor and they need, you know, and yeah. try and just, you know, and then, you know, what are the agents going to say? We don't care about your immigration issues. I mean, those are great agents because like, whatever, we just do not care. Show us the cultists so we can murder them, you know? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you know, they're going to be, they're going to fly right at that. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, heaven forbid the, you know, uh, oh my God! Heaven forbid the players peg Sven and Oli as potential friendly. Oh, they'd be. Good oh friends. God! <laughs> oh yeah! They'd be very cooperative. Uh, you know? Yeah. No, actually, that's a that's a really great idea because, like, um, uh, I I you know I wrote it with like the possibility of them getting off the two of them getting off scot free. Oh yeah! And uh, and I ran it. Uh, I mean. And uh, I ran a, a in real life version of a way earlier version of this mm-hmm. that had a lot of change. That things were pretty different, and yeah, they they did that. Um, and the the players went all after the cultivators, completely <laughs> forgot about and ignored these two guys because uh, uh, they were real helpful and so quaint and and pretty innocuous seeming, mm-hmm. and then. But like, they have no idea. They have no idea. They're you know semi in on it, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and that reinforces that aspect. That could, because uh, I mean, that and that fits sort of the the theme of what I was going for. Like that is something that is a potential loose end that could come back in a later game if yeah. this were as part of a campaign. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, this is definitely like a multi-part scenario, like a multi-session scenario. Yeah. See, this is not definitely not a, like a one-shot scenario. Yeah. Uh, which oh, is yeah. impressive. Yeah. Which is impressive because I ran it as a, as a one-shot for the for the the playtest uh, for the contest. Mm-hmm. Um, it ran like six hours, but it 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 worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, six, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of material I didn't I mean I didn't cover, but like the game was great. Everybody loved it, but uh. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of the things about this that I, I really think that you've got this uh, scenario that's very modular to me. Yeah. You can expand it or contract it. You can make Sven and Oli front and center. You can take them out of the story completely. Um, mm-hmm. You can uh, you can uh, play up the Russians. Uh, you can remove them from the story. You can add more canned um, dream descriptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that you can have as many of them or as few of them. Uh, mm-hmm. as you want to uh, expand the scenario from a four hour to six hour to two nights, you know, um, which mm-hmm. I think is extremely useful uh, in a scenario. The uh, the ability of it to be to accordion out to fit your, your needs, you know, rather yeah. than something you have to rush through. Um, mm-hmm. And nothing about the material doesn't feel to me like it would feel like filler. Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't yeah. read like uh, playing up these other aspects doesn't feel like the players would suddenly feel like they are being uh, put on some sort of mythos treadmill just to burn time. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. so I, uh, I that's another aspect I, I very much liked about the center. Yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I we haven't talked about at all yet. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't come up yet. But I'm I'm really dying to find out what uh, Scott you, what you think about. Uh, what about the sheep? Uh, mm-hmm. Because yes. that's kind of um, I don't uh, I, I I'm mm, I, I go back and forth. I can't decide if they're great or if they're they're going to kill any uh, you know immersion for players. I think. Well, yeah. that's you know um, how do I put this? Did you ever see Black Sheep? Yeah. Okay. So my problem is I saw Black Sheep. That is the one Irish or New Zealand I think it's zombie Zealand. sheep movie. Yeah. I think it's New Zealand sheep zombie movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a problem because that was done for laughs. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I think about that. But then I got to remember that the distance between sheep and Black Peter in Witch ain't that big. Mm. Right. Yeah. Remember Black Peter, mm-hmm. the goat from yep. uh, the was witch. it The Witch? I, I think it's The Witch. Remember. Yeah, The Witch. Okay, so you know Black Peter was fucking horrible with his fucking dead eyes and his, <laughs> his mechanically chewing his cud mouth and his weird rearing up and stuff. Um, now the thing about sheep is um, uh, they're just generally not thought of as any kind of any kind of a threat. I've certainly seen male rams knock people dead off their feet. You yeah. know, you can go on YouTube and just see these animals just bam with those big uh, those big horns and just put people down, mm-hmm. uh, no problem. We've all seen the the, the footage of that deer uh, rearing up on its hind legs to bash the hunter in its head with the hooves. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty shocking. You know, it's just supposed to be this boring passive animal whose only job is to stand around and kill it suddenly turning <laughs> mm-hmm. um so the aspect that there are these boring animals who are supposed to stand around until we want a sweater or want lamb chops um is sort of interesting the idea that they could suddenly turn and be a problem 
Yeah. Um, uh, I think that you can make it work as, uh, as a dream menace. Um, the, the idea particularly of them moving in this weird kind of medicine, perhaps the most disturbing thing to me was this sort of bleeding, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, sort of like, I don't know, trying to, trying to create the impression in the players that, uh, yeah, I know they look like sheep, but the thing looked like a dog at the beginning of the movie. So, you know, who knows how wrong this could go mm-hmm. if if it goes wrong. And also, I keep thinking about when you, you've seen a sheep's skull, right? A sheep's head, like yeah. in a butcher shop or whatever, mm-hmm. with those big fucking horrible googly eyes and all fucking yeah. teeth out the front. Um, I look at those teeth and I imagine them slicing through a knuckle. There's those big, broad teeth coming down, clamping on a finger, and just smashing it. Um, there's there's ways to make it fucked up and horrible. And, um, you know, and they don't necessarily have to lose their skin and run around naked and, you know, moist yeah. with blood. But uh, there's 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 ways that I think that the sheep can can work. Um, the um, well, One of my questions was, is the sheep both manifest in the real world, and if you dream around them, if you dream about them enough, they become physical. The deal. Uh, the so people who are affected by the dreamscape, the it, it's it's they become almost real to them. Yeah, they. Okay. Um, the the real the idea of the real world and the dream world starts the longer they're you know that they've been exposed, the longer that this thing has you know gone on, mm-hmm. the 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 more real these the dreams they're experiencing become, and the more yeah. threatening they become. Okay. Uh, uh, and they can lead to actual injury. Like, they, they have this crazy dream. Like, the first time, like, oh, okay, I didn't actually get, you know, they might get shot in a dream the first time uh, or bitten, and then it's fine. But, like, maybe, you know, two or three dreams down the line, uh, you know, they get, someone gets swarmed by uh, these sheep, and they're, you know, just chomping down, crushing, you know, crushing bones and parts of their body. And the person wakes that person up who's like writhing in pain, and they wake him up, and like literally their hands are broken yeah. from the and uh, and like the person waking up is watching the person's hand like literally like crum- you know be broken by some invisible well, force. The, the they idea can't see. of of, of uh, here's one thing you know if you've got one exposed to the problem, like I said in the first one, you've got your your initial Delta Green agent who called in the players. Maybe he gets the big dose of you know, pollen or whatever, and he's going to go to the first con- to the contact okay. with. Um, the players see him get torn apart limb from limb by something invisible, right? You know, like his clothes tearing or his skin ripping apart. You know, there's going to be this thing where they're going to be like, you know, oh my God, it's like what happened to Abdul Al-Hazra in the streets of Damascus, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, uh, a star vampire, it's a, sh- it's a shambler or whatever. Yeah. Um, when they get to that point in their dreamscape where they're in a big pastoral field, you know, and they do that 360 look around and they come back to the original stopping point and there's just a fucking herd of sheep with bits of that guy stuck in their fur and bits of his clothing dried. Oh, to you know, that's that's a great one. Where, where they're just like, oh, nice sheep, you know, a nice sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, where they're suddenly realize, wait a minute, did you fuck? Wait, he got fucked up by sheep. You know, there's only a moment where they're not going to believe that's going to happen to them. 
Yeah. Uh, you know. One other one other thing is you also mentioned like a shepherd, uh, at least in one of the dreams. Um, and because the fruit itself isn't really explained, you could uh, if if you were uncertain if your group would accept the the, the sheep as a menace, uh, because that I think the shepherd's uh, very menacing. Yeah, the shepherd a shepherd is always creepy as hell uh and it's got all the the symbolism the biblical symbolism so like it's um like you could tie it into any number of things too it could be you know some thing on the dreamlands it could be nyarlathotep itself it could be like you know um either a harbinger or like a you know metastopheles like hey want to make a deal <laughs> you don't want to dream anymore yeah sure we could do if, that if i was gonna if, if there was time and ability my brain just oh yeah if your shepherd well your shepherd's connected to the cults that's that doesn't that that because there's an actual guy mm-hmm. in the cult who sort of is the muscle uh, a lot of stuff but um and oh oh um do the sheep in any way represent the people who have been cultivated um i you know i never m- intended them that way so the I, I the sheep are mostly like i wanted to go with the dream it as a weird dream theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the joke about counting sheep to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I like that. I and, like that very much. And, and so, and I wanted to, and I wanted to invert that and turn it on its head. Um, I allude to it. I explain in the, in the, and provide strategies of how to allude to this going in the game, particularly in the first, at the beginning where I have written out where they meet the contact. Mm-hmm. Um, he's counting He's he's like counted some numbers. Uh, yes. He's mumbling them under his breath, and they have no idea what he's doing, why he's saying these numbers. And then he lose in the process of trying to explain what's going on. He loses his count, and yes. he doesn't know what his last number is. And that's when he gets torn apart, and or that's when he starts getting attacked, and he has his heart attack out of because mm-hmm. he's so terrified. Um, and that was kind of the original thing. I like the idea better of like. He loses count, and then he gets they gets ripped apart by something unseen. Um, I like that a little bit. Um, that's a little bit more. Uh, um, it's and if he's ripped apart, know. if he's ripped apart, the players are going to find they're going to find the vegetable matter from the plant. Oh yeah, growing woven, inside of him, yeah. woven inside his his organs, maybe in his yeah. brain. You know, mm-hmm. because that's going to make him feel good. <laughs> I mean, and the best part is if you're doing that, you know, always have going, well, we're doing the autopsy and we're, we're dressed up in our standard autopsy gear and that's just gloves and maybe a mask. Yeah. But if something blows up all of them, yeah, oh shit. Yeah. You know, um, um, they've seen the yeah. guy die. It wasn't because of a disease ripped yeah. apart. So we don't have to go biohazard level yeah. to, mm. to do an autopsy. Oh, wait, we should have. <laughs> Too late. Now, now the clock is ticking. I mean, these are all just scattershot ideas, and lots of them contradict each other. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just, we're just throwing it like spaghetti. Against no, the this wall. is. I really think there's yeah. nothing wrong about the uh, sheep being scary. I was even going to go so far as to say, if the sheep somehow represented the people who'd been cultivated, mm-hmm. because there's that an interesting guy idea. Cultivators who has the mask and the crook, and um. You know, like, uh, maybe there's some... People always get a little nervous when you start... And I, I have done that in the past where... I'm sorry, we say that again? We're, you're mixing things with the mythos. They want to 
look, I don't want to vampires or werewolves. They yeah. can be justified as a mythos creature hooked up to, you know, the original mythos. If you're a vampire, you need to be a Joseph Kerr, uh, oh, yeah. reanimated from your salts. If you're a werewolf, you need the yeah. Gnofka of Shub Niggeroth, those twisted creatures, you know, pooped out of Shub Niggeroth or something. They want it to be, you know, always connected back to the mythos that there is no other supernatural. Yeah. Except the mythos. Um, but there's certain aspects of, uh, we're talking dream. Yeah. Nodens is hanging out in the land. This is a dream world for the most part. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe there's an aspect of this. There's, there's people who push the idea that Nodens is a relation to the wild hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, um, about, uh, which is, which if I understand it correctly, is about sort of vengeful, it has a sort of vengeful spirit aspect to it. I don't know. But if, if the idea that maybe the sheep are related to the number of victims, the people who have been put in a coma by yeah. the cultivators, um, maybe they're, I don't know, weird and angry and want to let out at something. And one yeah. of the reasons they can't is something the cultivators do. Well, maybe it's a uh, kind protect- of metamorphosis of it. Like once you become a flower bed, essentially you become, you start transforming your, instead of a, you start a, transferring your entire you into the dreamlands. You, you go from being yeah. a human in the real world to being a sheep in the dreamlands. And yeah. uh, the shepherd is the one who provided the fruit in the first place. Cause he wants a nice flock. It wants yeah. a nice flock. Yeah. Um, so that's a, uh, the, the, so, and then the main thing, the idea like, being yeah. that the idea being that maybe cult has something that they do, like maybe that symbol you saw in the car mm-hmm. uh, that wards them from being attacked by their own victim. Yeah. Oh, I actually who... have. Yeah. No, I actually have that. I have that. Good. Good. Um, Good. Yeah. It's not necessarily that symbol. Uh, so when they get to the house that's on the on like in the woods. Yeah. Uh, like the the junkyard, this junkyard woods uh, where they live, and they uh, they like I I note that every window in the house has a dream catcher in it. Yeah. Okay, that's right. And. Yeah, and they're using dream. And if like, I should probably add actually, like all of the cars that they drive all have dream catchers in it. So they have these dream catchers to keep them safe, themselves safe from Good. the you know other things going on. And so it's it's you know it's a subtle hint of like, oh, the agents go, I need to get a dream catcher. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. maybe they survive this, but they don't know if they're safe, so they take a dream catcher with them everywhere. And it can become yeah. like a, yeah. a an ongoing yeah. campaign thing. Yeah, yeah. suddenly they're fetish. They're they're. In yeah. fact, I think there's a I think there's a uh, a sand loss result that results in uh, yeah not having not some having, object. You know? Yes, there is. I think. Yeah, uh, that would be sort of a perfect way to drop yeah. mm-hmm. drop that into pain. I like that. Now, <laughs> now your now your player has to have these stupid dream catchers out. Yeah, uh, well, they're not going to say Super's like I don't want to face the shepherd again. Screw that. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, um, they're, they're going like, to have uh, like I want to take crafting as my next skill so I can make a dream weaver out of you know toilet paper <laughs> and cardboard if I need to. Like, <laughs> like, sorry, I just you know it's like one one agent is working on getting the C four hooked up. And the other guys, um. 
What what's Bob uh, doing again? He's <laughs> taking his shoestrings off and just you know yeah exactly uh, and a wire hanger. Um, that, that actually would probably be a, bit, be a better dream catcher. Um, but yeah, that's like that's perfectly Delta Green too because like um, I kind of oh god I kind of want to run a Delta Green operation where that there's just an NPC agent who is obsessive about dream catchers and like mm-hmm. never explains it. Uh, yeah, so yeah. the players You'll are just freaked out. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's It'll that for you? Yeah, pray you never find out. <laughs> yeah, um, it keeps no them gold away. Watch. <laughs> yeah, no gold watch, kid. No gold watch. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's sort of the fetishes. I mean, that's that, that's right back to the counting the sheep, and yeah. that's your mm-hmm. first encounter with him. I really like the counting the sheep, and I really like the losing. He's trying to talk to them and tell them what's happening, and loses his place while trying to explain the problem. You know, and that was mm-hmm. a, that was a really good. Where he's trying to do two things at once. That that worked for me. That was really sort of marvelously, uh, you know, as far as here's how how doomed is this guy? This is how doomed. Yeah. As as uh, as uh, one of those things where it's like, how do I put it? Um, uh, yeah, the, the the time limit on trying to get the information out. There's always that scene where somebody's trying to yeah. give you the four one one and then stabbed by the cultist or something, or they. You know, by the time you show up to the hotel room, they've floated. But the idea that he can't stop defending himself this ritual enough to explain mm-hmm. what the problem is. He can't write it down. You know, any anything could throw off uh, his his counting, which immediately makes me imagine the players getting an, you know, I'm sorry, getting an abacus with the, they would get an abacus, one of those with the beads oh, that they yeah. move across so they can't lose track. Of the sheep, if they're ever in that situation, they're one, two, three, four, five. You know, <laughs> just just because that seems like a very player character. Thing, yeah, you know? yeah, that is like, very. Uh, yeah, very that's very another crazy. fetish object too. Like that's another uh, way to do that. So, um, no, I like that. I like that. Um, <laughs> You're okay with the using a Chinese abacus to yeah. not lose track. Well, there's yeah. another thing. Have you, have you ever done fingers counting up to nine on one hand, and ten to ninety on the other? I've heard of it. I don't know the system, though. Uh, the system is one, two, three, four on your fingers. You stick out your thumb, that's five. Then you go back over your fingers, six, seven, eight, nine on your right hand. Then ten is your index finger, left hand. And then you go one, two, three, four, thumb five, six, seven, eight, nine. Second finger on the left hand is 20. Um, that's another way of uh, yeah, yeah. manually keeping track of the yeah. You know. So but wait, is that a system there... that's a system that only goes to ninety nine. Yeah. So <laughs> that might be okay at first, but I don't know how many sheep we're talking about, right? Uh Will does that that's actually one question I had about the uh, uh the counting thing was like, is there do they only have to do it for Whoa. so long? Hold up, hold up, say that again. Uh do you only have to count for so long uh before like the thing is if you you're counting, eventually you will have to stop to eat, sleep or sleep. Um, mm-hmm. so like, is this just delaying the inevitable or do they only have to count like when they show up and then eventually it's like a panic attack kind of thing. Like, uh, you have to do it when they're near, but then if you can keep counting while they're near, eventually they'll, they'll retreat or lose interest or lose track of you or something like that. Uh, uh, it, essentially, yeah, it's essentially like that. They're not a constant, they're not constant. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, they, um, uh, it, that, from that aspect, I, I never really that from that aspect, I never really like pinned that down. Like that's something that I need that would require a little bit of more um, 
uh, decision. Like it to make it completely inevitable is just while that's extremely you know Lovecraftian. It's it's not fun game wise. Yeah, and well, so you, know, you already hooked them up to the pallets. You know, there was that thing with the pallets, um, which mm-hmm. still could, which could still be worked into the story somehow. Mm-hmm. But the idea that yeah. um, uh, you know that's a lot of pallets, and yeah. Uh, oh, that could oh. be it. If they act, if they get to the number of pallets there are, yeah. Um, they, if they reach that number, the sheep go away forever. But yeah. uh, so like, but, but yeah, the idea of like they see a sheep that's like, oh, that's one, and they have to like think about like how many sheep that you know. So that's the problem is that post people don't think to count the number of sheep at the beginning, which is where they get, you know, mm-hmm. um, screwed. Where I would probably be, you know, I would allow maybe like a, a, in a game like the make a uh, an intelligence check to see yeah. to recall how many sheep you've seen because mm-hmm. i as the gm would be keeping track uh of how many um and but yeah so they see one and stare and they're like that's weird and then you know they might encounter uh 10 you know like they might encounter a group of 10 at some point they you know counting them holds would hold them off uh and they would eventually go away but like the number might stay at that spot. Um, and, but like, and that's sort of the thing they have to parse out and figure out the mechanics of how they work. Um, and, uh, uh, the, the, but essentially like they don't have to be constantly counting sheep throughout the whole game. They, they, they come and they go, they lose track of them and they, um, you know, they, they're, the, they're the, not, she, the sheep, the sheep are, they're not laser focused on. Yeah. yeah they're, they're sheep. Exactly. They're wandering. The sheep are wandering in the same like drug, you know, like drug haze that the uh, cultivators are, yeah. um, and they 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 function more because they're animals. They function more on this sort of you know very primordial like instinct, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like and like the only reason they're attacking people is they're like, oh, they smell like that fruit stuff we like. <laughs> yeah. Let's go eat it. Like they're just being animals. They're not trying. They're not like you know. They're not a Lovecraftian driven. They're not driven by Lovecraftian you know sort of alien intelligences. It's I mean it's an alien intelligence because it's an animal, but like you can understand it. It's you know they're hungry. They want more. No, they have fair. simple motive. They have simple motivations. The problem is pomegranate the seeds. Yes. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. I don't remember how to get the seeds out. Well, I mean, there. How do you decontaminate? The, is there a way to decontaminate the? Pl- decontaminate the what? Um, I think he said uh, decontaminate the players. That's oh. right. Yeah. How do you? De- how, I, I forgot how you decontaminate. Uh, I don't think I didn't. I never really uh, um, settled on that. Uh, at, and that's kind of a puzzle that I, I I never really like have figured out whether they can ever whether they're decontaminated in the games that I ran. Um, since like the the game that I ran in uh, on the Discord mm-hmm. is part of a, a a living a living campaign universe, uh, I mostly kind of said that like that once the once all the 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 plants that they were exposed to the original plants and the sheep were killed, um, the living like the living real sheep that they had a couple of weird dreams, but they seemed to dissipate um, and. They at first seem to show no signs of any kind of like, you know, infestation inside their bodies. Okay. Um, and so yeah. I, I essentially, like, I left them wondering 
Um, I think that's which, I think that's best. I think if way even if they go out at last, they should get chemotherapy, which is poison, or I should get antifungal. I'm gonna drink. Ooh, a chemotherapy. No, that's good. I like the chemotherapy. I'm gonna write that down. Okay, yeah. uh, or um, antifungals. Um, mm-hmm. or, uh, I don't know what the anti-algae would be or whatever. There's some sort of poison. You you, you take a yeah. You're ex- you expose yourself to a pesticide and just put up with the agony of being poisoned. Maybe you can mm-hmm. burn it off, but do you know for sure? Dream stopped, but you know how long is, is that going to last? Yeah. Is it just a remission? Yeah. yeah. Um, the idea that it might be something they have to come back and do again. You know what you yeah. could do is after I like they, that. after they bust up the cultivators, you could have the like have one dream. Um, it's not of the shepherd or anything like that. The shepherd's gone, but it's the, of the lake, and there's just uh uh, and there's a car there on the in on the frozen lake, and it's empty, and it's just you get you get you know a, a sensation that something needs to be in that car, and if you put something <laughs> in that car, you'll be fine. Uh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, that's great! Oh, see, Sven and Oli are going to come through again. Yeah, so maybe oh. yeah, like because the, the thing you know, from a storytelling point of view, you kind of want to connect the thing, and then sort of the loose end now is the fruit is not connected. You need to connect the fruit to the to the drowning spirit. To yeah, no, that's oh, Ross, that's brilliant. That's that's uh, freaking great. That'll, circle. that'll yeah. certainly fix it, you yeah. know, permanently. If yeah. you want to go that route, well, you only have to go there once a year. You can just leave the rest of the year. Maybe, yeah. Uh, or you just have to make sure <laughs> so, you don't have to be there as long as someone gets in the car. As long as there's mm-hmm. a sacrifice, you're fine. No you, matter you, what you, you, you know, the players, if the players sort of it, it will be kicking themselves, there's going to be a point where they're like, man, we should have put the cultivators in the car and sank them to the bottom of the lake, you know, or something because mm-hmm. yeah. um, they deserved it. Uh, then there's going to be a thing where the players are like, hmm, maybe, you know, we could just put bad people in the car. That's that's not so bad, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that, I'm the Norwegians become friendlies again. Body disposal experts, you know? like Yeah. When you yeah. really need to get rid of, uh, you know, mythos, yeah. you know, Sven and Ole can help you out. Yeah, ghouls won't be able to get to those bodies, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's at the bottom of a lake. No, no brain eating for them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's yeah. Uh, I could actually see some uh, some leaders in Delta Green being like, "Oh yeah, we don't want our brains eaten." Uh, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind oh, of yeah. a reoccurring problem. Uh, it is. It is a reoccurring problem. Um, you so, know. Again, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the GRUSV8 option of using the incinerator myself. But yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully after I'm dead. <laughs> but <laughs> not before but yeah. um yeah uh, I think, yeah i think that's the main thing is the the the, the, the like on a, some storytelling level everything has to be sort of like it's everything know, delta, has to come full circle and connect yeah. and it, yeah, yeah it has no, to, it, like a delta, good great. delta green scenario is like there's one mythos thing per scenario usually like if there's one source there's and so like if everything comes if everything in this small fucked up town originated because of the drowning spirit you know then that makes sense yeah yeah like it's this is it could be possible yeah the drowning spirit is the source of the plant it like gave them the plant ages ago oh yeah. that's great because then the plant oh, gives oh, people a great. reason to to 
kidnap people to bring them in. Yeah. And it just says, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah. So like, just spare one for me. That's your tax. And you know, everything will oh, be fine. Man. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely an American gods vibe with this. I guess was that a conscious influence or was that just Yeah, that was that was a conscious influence, yeah. Okay. Like I've always, like basically that's my always been that subplot has always been my favorite part of the book and I've always felt it was so much more vivid mm-hmm. and so much more interesting than the rest of the book. I mean, it's fine, it's fun. It's got weird got like weird versions of gods and stuff, but this the car, the mystery you know, of this missing kid and this car on the lake was just so vivid and perfect to me. And I read it in high school, so I was, like, around this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it just connected with me on a big le- in a big way, and it just has been sitting there ages and ages ago. And I just sort of wanted to do, I was like, you know, this Minnesota seems pretty nice on the, uh, you know, except <laughs> for the winter. Except for winter, Minnesota seems pretty pretty tame on the outside. But living here, I keep stumbling upon the weirdest, darkest shit you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, odd things. Like, a giant, you know, like, there's a set piece I'd love to include in the game. Like, uh, uh, what is it? The, um, there's a power plant that's now, there's an abandoned power plant in this place called Taconite Harbor that used to be a harbor where they loaded Taconite on. And there used to be a town there. And it went go and there's a ghost town now. There's basically like a mm-hmm. a grown over basketball court there. That's all that's left of this town. I'm like, that's so cool. That's vivid. That's like that's perfect for Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu or definitely um uh what is it uh unknown armies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like that's yeah. that screams unknown armies there. Yeah. Um and uh um and like the 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 original like um you know. Where I originally kind of started was at the human trafficking point because there's the the actual one of our senators is one of the like it, she did this big bill that mm-hmm. um, several years ago that uh, created this special human trafficking task force uh, and gave it a lot of you know budget uh, to the FBI for this mm-hmm. and like Minnesota is like the third uh, at least the Twin Cities I think mm-hmm. uh, or Minnesota the state is like the thirteenth most like trafficked state um in the country which makes sense because given where we are on the the great lakes uh and like our central location and our closeness to canada and yeah it was just like there's all it just all these things clicked in my head i'm like oh my god there's these these crazy things and i had kind of originally envisioned a series of games sort of dealing with um human traffickers Mm -hmm. uh just selling people to different cults. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, I, I, that was the, that was the original inspiration, yeah. but I like, I really like that taking them out actually from this. I like that much better. Yeah. Um, as I think that, that, that serves the small town mm-hmm. aspect, the, the twin peaks, you know, aspect of this game. Yeah. Uh, much, much better. And that's a more vivid thing. And I can just save the, the human trafficking for another game. Yeah, uh, I mean, the I, idea I, that there's just a or explore that, that in, maybe or, they go and they take the county school bus when it's time for fruit picking season mm-hmm. and drive it down someplace and pick these guys up, you know, uh, oh, these seasonal yeah. workers, you know, where it's again just to make it extra small towny, you know, like everybody yeah. in the town's in on it, everybody in the town knows it's a thing, um, no one's, you know, 
particularly frightened by these guys because they you know they come in, they do their work, they leave, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. The sheriff keeps a close eye on the whole thing, so no one to worry about. It. And and you know, uh, and a lot of time, uh, it's the same guys who come back over and over again uh, every season. You know? So you might even know some guys regularly. Those aren't the ones who are going to disappear. It's the guy who just showed up this season that disappears. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's not the guys who've been coming back again and again. But yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ask questions. They're gonna find out like, oh, does this guy have any family? Right. Oh no, he doesn't have any family. He's perfect. Or the guy. Yeah. And because you're doing it, because you're doing it in winter. Yeah. These uh, there's another aspect, and that is the immigrants are. I mean, they came in, they did their jobs, and they left. They'll be back in the spring, right? I mean, is there any work for them to do in the winter? Um. I mean, there would probably be if there's a slaughterhouse or something like that in the in the region. Yeah. Would be. Um, but other than that, uh, or like as uh, there could be domestic workers as well. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, there's that, but yeah. The idea that they that, that, that you know this is an problem that the yeah. people who are being peeled off and you yeah flower mm-hmm. beds for the cultivators are being dropped into the lake are all being selected in the fall during harvest season. Well, if the sheriff's a, uh, an, an accomplice, then it's easy. They, like you grab the guy who's was caught with some meth or was drunk or, uh, you know, got into a fight with someone and you just like keep him in jail for a couple of months and then mm-hmm. let him out at night when nobody's watching. And suddenly there's a van. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, but, oh yeah. Like, like the sheriff has, a, yeah, well, we'll just drive you out beyond the County drop yeah. you off they can't really they don't want this guy to get picked up by ins and start mm-hmm. saying hey all these guys used me arm mm-hmm. out so they take him out and drop him off beyond the county line or something yeah. and so and and maybe sven and Oli or whatever actually kenan mm-hmm. yeah uh um yeah i i didn't want to be too uh too on the nose with sven and yeah, Oli, well, so I made Ken. Sven, well i'm gonna keep calling him sven and Oli. no that's basically who they are the joke comes from the old Sven and Oli jokes. Um, but, uh, you know, maybe they know where these guys get dropped off. You know, yeah. yeah. They're booted out of town. Here's your, your, mm-hmm. your, your ticket or whatever, you know, off you go for, and they pick off the troublemakers, yeah. you know, who, you're, mm-hmm. n- you're not welcome back. Young man. Don't let me yeah. catch you around here anymore. And as far as the sheriff knows, he'll never catch them around here. Anymore. If he goes to the cultivators and can, recognize who the flower beds are he's going to shit his britches because he's yeah. going to realize that everybody he threw at is here yeah you know minus mm-hmm. the ones that you know can only drop through the ice but um a bunch of them are going to end up there and it'd be the kind of thing where <laughs> you know maybe maybe the sheriff's okay with burning down the the salvage yeah. yard you know yeah so that he doesn't have to get implicated at that point you know, I didn't know. I didn't know what they're going to use. Well, then you'll know to keep your mouth shut, yeah. won't you, Sheriff? No. Again, everybody. <laughs> it's a thing where, like, oh, what a great, what great, uh, what do you call it? Um, what great uh, uh, friendlies these guys will make. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. Um, yeah, and another thing. Everybody's um, corrupt. Everybody's touched or tainted in some fashion. Yeah. Um, and just to make the sheriff even more of a scumbag, um, one way he could be to hide the prisoners in a sense, uh, is that one scandal I've heard about recently are the abuse of pr- private prison transport vehicles used to keep prisoners as essentially extra prison space. 
Like they, they just keep them in these vehicles for days. Ooh, oh, so, God. Oh, oh man. Ju- that's like those guys who got killed. Uh, that's, that happened in Afghanistan mm-hmm. right when we went in. Uh, Rostov Dustun, the, uh, one of the warlords up there, had a bunch of Taliban guys he put in um, semi-tractor trailer trailers yeah. uh, and just left in the sun. Oh, God. Until the very predictable thing happened, you know. Um, there was some noise. You know, it was like, well, it was an accident. Just, but no, probably. Um, but, yeah, the idea that they're in something else, you leave some vehicle like that for days. Yeah, they're not going to be any. They're not going to be any shape to protect themselves. Yeah, so that that could be another way that they're high. You know, like uh, maybe uh, ICE agents or other people are coming in, like, "Hey, where are these people?" Uh, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know," and they're just you know yeah. kept in a vehicle driving around town, or you know, anytime mm. they're they're just sent away, but while the feds are there. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like a parked. Uh, they, apparently they, they do both. I mean, there, uh, there, there's stories about this of people being just driven back and forth between locations or like kept in parked vehicles. So like it's, well, when you, when yeah. you talk about how much money per day private prison gets, yeah, a housing a prisoner, uh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't someone whose profit motive is based on how many live bodies do we have registered? You yeah. know, uh, why wouldn't they? stuff it to the gills or overstock the prison, you know, or, uh, my favorite would be, why would they report a prisoner dead? You know, uh, if they're still getting paid for his presence, Yeah, you know, but anyways, uh, yeah, that's, I'm sure it'll all work out. America. <laughs> Everything's um, going to be fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, the main thing with this is I think this could be very easily expanded and be turned in sort of like a, almost like a campaign setting. Like if you want to do like a Twin Peaks treatment of Delta Green, mm-hmm. you just start with one Ascalite and sort of slow burn the whole, slow play the whole thing. Uh, yeah. And do like a four to 10 session campaign of just exploring this small town and all its fucked upness. Yeah. Um, the, the setting was, the setting was really the most, uh, I don't know why this particular small town really lived and breathed the way you described it, but it, it did for me. Yeah. Good. It really did for me. The pro- one of the problems is one of the problems is when we have small scenarios, a lot of them is again, horror is supposed to be about, you know, a certain amount of isolation. So it's going to be a lot of Arctic research stations. It's going to be a lot of. Sm- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, the, the thing is that they start to get a little cutter. You know, yes, they start yes. to feel very much the same. No, uh, there's that hat. That is something that that is, well, that's death right there to a scenario where you're like, oh, good, another small, yeah, which or Innsmouth, you know, um, not that frankly, Innsmouth is that small a town, but um, I just got done watching uh, Wild Wild Country mm-hmm. Netflix, oh, yeah, which is about antelope, yeah, yeah. about antelope, Oregon. Mm-hmm. The whole Rajneesh thing, yeah, took place up in first the 80s. Bi- domestic terrorist uh, bio weapon uh, attack in U.S. history. I think the only one at this point. Uh, that I am, except for the except for the, the uh, anthrax attack. Oh after. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would that would be the set. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was definitely the first. <clears throat> um, definitely. Um, but um, uh, and you know, and the best part being is we it's happening, and I just. That can't be happening. There must be another explanation. This 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 Oregon congressman is uh, talking out of his hat. He's just, um, but um, the town of Antelope was only 
people. It, it, it barely had a post office in a, a post office that was actually in a trailer, like mm. a double one. Wow. Um, it was a really small town. Um, this town, of course, feels like a town that was that's on a slide down downhill, but has somehow stopped. Um, and yeah. uh, I believe what you're saying, um, part of the ritual in the lake, the drowning spirit, um, was that um, it drew people to the lake. People came there as a vacation spot, as a fishing, yes. mm-hmm. as a recreation site. And so it had this tourist economy that was sort of booming. And what I'm, you know, in my head, I'm imagining if, if the players end up, you know, dropping a depth charge into the lake or <laughs> whatever, or, or uh, the, then the next thing that happens, you know, once the, the, the drowning spurt is eliminated, suddenly that big pile of cars at the bottom of the lake with people trapped in the trunks are all found and nobody wants to swim in the lake, catch oh, fish yeah, that have been feeding yeah. on the dead bodies of illegal immigrants. Uh, yeah. Stuck in car trunks, you know, and it, and everyone stops going to the. It, it gains this reputation as you know, Corpse Lake, you know, and then nobody goes there. Well, did we Corpse break Lake. a spell, yeah. or did we just like did we break a spell, or did we just give them bad PR? Oh, you know, yeah. Which, yeah. Did it work? Or, you yeah. Because yeah. it's like that, that thing at the end of uh, Bur- uh, Wicker Man, where like your your crops failed, you retards. This is not gonna help. <laughs> Burning me is not going to help. Next year, you're going to need another sacrifice, and there is only one guy who's going to be good enough. And Chris Lee's like, that's bullshit. This will totally work. But you can tell he's not happy with that theory. You know, <laughs> uh, you, know you can tell Lord Summers I was a little, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's sort of what I, you know, I, I, I sort of imagine that that's what happens the next year up in Lord, <laughs> in, in Summers Isle after Wicker Man, if they're yeah, burning yeah. Chris Lee the next year because they're, yeah. they're still fucked up. No. Um, but you know, and the question is, you know, again, for, did you break the did you break the the did you break the um the the, the spell or did you just cause bad PR for the lake? And is there a difference? The real you know? magic was the public yeah. relations. We screwed up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the real sorcerers. That's what we need. Those are the guys that can make up, down, black, white. Yeah. I mean, they, what do they call them? Ad wizards, you know? Who, who are the ad <laughs> wizards who came up with yeah. that? Um, so, yeah. No, I, I, I do like it. There's, um, uh, yeah, Assault by Dam is definitely something I'm going to be using at some point. Um, Excellent. Let me ask Will something. Have we said anything helpful? Uh, have you said anything helpful? Yes. Um, no, yeah. Like, you, you've really, like, helped me in the things that I've ne- I had not thought about, you know? And, uh, you know, like how to make it more, you know, concise and to the to that setting even more. Um and uh Yeah. Like yeah, no, there's been there's there's tons of things I'm taking all in. I took notes actually while <laughs> while you were talking a lot, Blancy. So mm-hmm. um and uh yeah, there's a lot of good stuff here uh for me to kinda uh wade through and and uh retweak it once I uh uh, finally decide to once once I get some writing projects I'm working on yeah. done, I can go back to this one and you know really try to refine it a bit better. But no, this has been super helpful uh, to like really thing make this make this really pop. Yeah. Um, and like like I said, I hadn't even thought of how to get rid of how to how to how to uh, how the agents can deal with the uh, 
with the the you know the infection mm-hmm. as it were and well, chemothera- <laughs> like bo- both ideas the chemotherapy is a great idea as is the dream yeah. um mm-hmm. and uh well they're and both, having it they're be both a temporary thing. in their own special ways i mean exactly the players, the players getting weak and not being able to do their job and having to get fake doctors um mm-hmm. uh things to say i have i have cancer and have to get chemo and their hair falling out and shit you know yeah it's that that would suck and they have to be doing that while still like going on delta green missions yeah yeah there's gonna be a point where it's like no you're the guy you're up yeah i'm throwing up all i can think of is (laughs) archer carrying the fucking chemo the bag of chemotherapy (laughs) when he had cancer what part of rampage did you not understand Uh, mm-hmm. Rampage of Endearment. Um, it's not going to be quite as funny in a Delta Green op, though, but uh, I mean, you only need so much muscle strength to pull the trigger. Uh, so, yeah. You just have could, to you, get, yeah. could you move him a little closer? I can't raise the barrel to reach him. But no, you've got like a Breaking Bad type like agent. Like, you know, they're going through chemo yeah. and like they're having to make all these horrible decisions you know they're not too far off from uh throwing you know melting bodies in uh plastic tubs you know one thing uh, i realized that i really want to do now is create some random tables to um i guess sort of accessorize npc delta green agents and so it's like oh, agent oh is that's clear, great you know you rolled an 18 agent is clearly going through chemotherapy uh 65 agent is carrying a dream catcher will not explain mm. why they have a dream catcher, you know, uh, or agent has an abacus, you know, and will not yeah. explain. Mm-hmm. Why. Um, so like, yeah. yeah, something, something that sort of like, if you need to give a bit of a, uh, I guess, uh, panache to an NPC agent, uh, to make them a little more memorable, you can just roll on this and see yeah. what kind of horrible things have been afflicted upon them. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of fantastic. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because the, the list of, you know, Again, the list should be basically a list of this is your future. Yeah. This is what you've got to look to as part of your storied or not so storied Delta Green. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, there's, there's going to be that guy who's, you know, who, um, uh, you know, uh, does the thing where, you know, you realize he doesn't have as many fingers as he, you know, know, or something (laughs) or, or a glass eye or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, or like his left hand is a slightly different ki- uh, a skin color than the rest of it, and there's a like, oh, oh, oh yeah, that's harsh. yeah, slightly yeah. There's actually a there's actually a campaign I'm uh, I'm in on the Discord where one of the um one of the characters has a glass eye, yeah, because um, yeah, he lost his eye in, in one of his previous missions, and that's one of the good results on the table, I would imagine. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. just a glass eye. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. Thank God. That can be well, explained through normal circumstances. We we, 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 we we did the we did the whole random mutilation yeah. uh for you, Ross. And yeah, that that's didn't true. work out so good. But we need the well I mean we need the things like the you know the the fetish objects and you know and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. Probably something uh, the idea of, of basing it off some of the Yeah. Basing it off of mm-hmm. some of the uh, uh indefinite insanities would be nice. Yeah. You know, we'll only eat prepackaged food. I went to this place in Tennessee. I I can't, I can't say anymore. You know, yeah, just only drinks bottled water. Yeah, exactly. Um, I yeah, no. uh, Once you've been to Groversville, you only (laughs) bottled water. You know, that's the end of that. Oh God, yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, well, anyways, I think which again this is, is a, which again is a great case of closing the barn door after the uh, proto matter has been injected. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, now you're switching to bottled water. Okay, yeah. you piss purple. It's too late. Yeah. just go with it. Uh, <laughs> uh, good times. Um, well, I think this has been, <laughs> I guess we we I can say this has been a very fruitful discussion. Uh, about oh dear. This. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and so yeah, uh, be sure to check out the uh, scenario itself. It's on freely online, or at least the the current draft of it. Uh, Soft White Dam. Um, and also check out a Night at the Opera uh, subreddit and uh, the link to the Discord server for that's on the uh in the reddit right on a pinned message i think yes yes yeah. it's uh yep it's right uh, there it's on and, the top pinned message okay and then of course uh check out will on the all roads tavern uh what are, what are you playing right now or what are you going through in the podcast right now uh so um in like a week or two we're actually going to be um playing the uh very first iteration of this game uh that i ran for some friends uh well yeah for my friends on the podcast uh it's it's different but mm-hmm. it's and it's also like the first not a one shot um mm-hmm. which is basically not uh um like not a canned scenario mm-hmm. that i ran uh so you're gonna hear me kind of stumble through it and figure it out uh which i think is helpful to for some people uh cool. and entertaining uh you, there will be someone who makes one of the single dumbest <laughs> decisions as a law enforcement officer which is great um, trusting someone they shouldn't trust or going in? uh it it they went in alone mm. and uh I, I was i was probably way too kind to them but i didn't see a reason for them to be killed <laughs> mm. um but they uh yeah no it's great um and uh oh like and probably well there's um i ran i ended up running like a almost it was like a two and a half hour combat uh sequence and it was insane. That's um, probably the highlight of the whole thing. Like one guy doesn't even he like one guy doesn't even shoot anybody the whole time. He's just running away from a from a biaki the whole time. It's like giant, and the the freaking biaki can't roll to save its fucking life to hit anybody. It like hits the first guy, yeah. hauls him over to where the where the cultist. Like yeah. its sorcerer master is, drops him there, and then goes back to get the other guy, and he just can't get him. He's just running all over the place, <laughs> and this thing is just this giant, clumsy, bulk, like terrible why, monster. Why, why, so why, do I suddenly hear, why do I suddenly hear that Benny Hill yakety sack music? <laughs> yeah, and that's, it's, it's, yeah. While that's going on, there's two other characters just engaged in like serious. Like brutal, like gun warfare with uh, like a bunch of criminals and you know the cultists and like that's just that's going on and is great. And then there's a doctor who's hiding in a in a it, there's a doctor hiding in a in a shed, and the doctor finds all the people who are who are the uh, all the um you know all the victims, and the doctor is by himself like, uh, hey guys, what should I do? Oh crap! <laughs> I just have this. Image, like, you can hear the Doppler of the screaming of the one guy who's being chased as he's running back and forth. Yeah, in the background, just ah! <laughs> <laughs> thing flapping by overhead, and while we're trying to have a serious gunfight, and then he just goes back in the just the background. <clears throat> ah! <laughs> Get this yeah. fucking thing off of me! 
and that was <laughs> and that was the first Delta Green combat I ever ran too. Like mm-hmm. I did, uh, at least yeah, first serious one I did. Uh, like before that, I had done yeah. a, a a solo game with a friend to test my 2016 scenario I submitted for Shotgun. That was Third Man Factor, mm-hmm. and I ran that with one guy, and there was wasn't really like a full combat in that situation. Um, there were standoffs, but not really like a, and like he shot a guy running away and that was pretty much it. Um, and that's not really like a combat heavy, you know, scenario. And then I ran, uh, a couple times, uh, what is it? Um, uh, last things last. Uh, and, uh, I did a little bit of combat in one of them. Because I decided to throw in, I had them be a program group, and then I had to um, a program, yeah, with uh, a program, and then two cowboys showed up at the cabin because um, they they were yeah they were tailing them trying to fo- follow the same clues yeah um, and uh, so they had a little fight there and I guess well they did fight the monster so um, but that was just like two two fast rounds. Um, both times they they answered it with they killed it with fire. Um, fire is an old favorite. Nothing yeah. cleanses. It is an old favorite. Fire. Yeah. Uh, in one of in one of them, oh god, it was so great. So they they had there's the tear grass grenades, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they're like, what do we have? We don't have any explosives to stop this thing. It's gonna run to the lake and get away. And so uh, I have a thing with lakes. I like to put them in my games, I guess. Uh, so like someone's like they don't know they failed they don't know that they're just gas grenades um, tear gas grenades and so a guy throws them does this amazing throw and then it's clink 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 and the gas is coming out and he's they're just like shit <laughs> <laughs> and then one guy's like wait is tear gas flammable and I'm like I don't think so and then they do a bunch there's like several like research things later and they're like well under these certain circumstances it's flammable and i'm like you know that's creative thinking there i'll reward it there's been a lot of times where tear gas has been responsible for burning down buildings it happened that's, to the sla guys in yes, los angeles well that's usually from the grenade itself because it gets so hot uh, yes because yeah. it burns yeah uh but um also the the the, the fumes in a small now, maybe not outside, but in a small space, it's like, you know, yeah, you can have too. but what the fuck, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw yeah. something, throw them a bone at some point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like, this was like their last chance. So I was like, okay. And the scientist who has no combat ability uh, and not a great dex, like, it's like, I'm going to throw my lighter at it. Okay. This is going to be two rolls. One, you have to roll it to light that thing on fire, you know, to see if you actually hit it, and then you need to make a luck roll to see if the fire doesn't get blown out. Yeah. And he made both of them. And, like, actually, he critically succeeded. I know, wait, yeah, he critically succeeded. So... <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to argue with an old And I'm like, oh, you critically succeeded. There's no luck roll. You do it. Like, you start a forest fire. The thing's dead. You need to go now. <laughs> <laughs> you start and a forest just... fire. <clears throat> yeah. And they just peeled out of there. That was a great game. Uh well it sounds uh quite fine is that uh, available on the podcast already uh, that 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 one I ran at a at a convention sadly oh, I wish God. that one was but uh, uh, the other yeah. the first one well I talked about that you guys will be hearing that one so that's great cool uh, yeah uh, and so... there's a there's a lot of other things uh uh I highly recommend we did a horror 
game in Fate. Yeah. Uh, which was, and we actually did it the year before Stranger Things came out, and it's basically Stranger Things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah. Only we had that same problem with X Files. Yeah, only darker. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I I, I feel you. But yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll uh, have the links. Check it out, uh, and we'll talk to you guys uh, next time. Bye.